pay good money to see this movie. When they go out to a theater, they want cold sodas, hot popcorn, and no monsters in the projection booth. Everyone pretend podcasting isn't boring. Turn it off. Hey folks, welcome to a special episode of The Projection Booth. I'm your host, Mike White. On this special episode, I'm talking with AJ Cataline and Melissa McCoy, the editors of Ted Lasso, one of my favorite shows on TV. The final show, maybe, is dropping on May 31st, 2023. Be sure to check out that, and I hope you enjoyed the interview. Melissa, you went to Western? Are you a Michigander? I am, yeah. Are you in Michigan? Yeah, I'm just outside of Detroit right now. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm from Lansing originally and uh, went to Michigan State for a little bit. And then I was like, I'm going to do film. And Western had a really cool program and went there and then came out to California for grad school with uh, Chapman and wanted to focus on editing. I did an internship with the local area commercials for like snowblowers and things like that. And like in another life, that's where I was going to stay. And then I said, no, I think I want to do something more. I'd love to cut a snowblower commercial. It was a lot of fun. Local area commercials are a lot of fun. (laughs) I I did that for a little while after college as well. And get some interesting clients, that's for sure. (laughs) There's a wealth of SNL skits probably in there. AJ, how about yourself? How did you get into editing? I went to NYU, and that's when I first discovered, I'll date myself, tape-to-tape editing, where you had to go find the actual tape and load it up and shuttle around and have a record deck and a play deck. And I loved it, but it was so tedious. And then came out to LA because I had some family and friends out here and I wanted to check out the West Coast. And USC had a program that I went to for a couple of years. And there I saw the first Avid. And when being a lover of computers and being a computer geek, and having one of the original Macintoshes, that's what's so cool to be working on an Apple TV show now. I was so impressed. I was like, this is amazing. Now this takes the annoying part of editing out of editing. It makes it fun. I loved writing, and it just felt like writing a picture and sound. And I got involved with a documentary early on, needed an editor, and they didn't have a ton of money. And I got involved with that. And I just met a lot of mentors at USC who were getting involved in post-production and it just really seemed like an avenue that kind of it just sucked me in the people saw that i was eager and met a lot of people and that's the moral of the story i was just down at usc recently talking to some film students and i said that to them getting to know people is so important not necessarily that they're going to give you a job but just to be in that community and then one day when you know people ask around about you the more people that know you will work in your favor and Mel and I both started in unscripted editing and reality editing. And we both worked on Flavor of Love back in the day. A classic. And then that cool. And turns out Flavor Flayed, that was one of our biggest Ted Lasso fans. And I remember I, he was tweeting about the show and I tweeted that back to him like, I used to cut your show, Flayed. And he tweeted back that he gave me a thumbs up. Oh, no. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> if memory serves, you two have worked on almost every single episode of Ted Lasso. Just us two editors. Yeah, it's been us since the beginning, and then our two assistants who bump up and help us every once in a while, Francesca Castro and Alex Savo, wonderful teammates, and 
we have a great crew and we started as the OG crew and we've grown season to season to add more, but we've always stayed the same for four, as I like to say. <laughs> How do you approach the work having you two and then your teams working on stuff? Are you saying you edit this episode, I edit that one, or are you both working on one together? How does that work? In season one, we actually did work on one together. In the prior seasons, I would do the evens and Mel would do the odds. So Mel did the pilot which is very important to set the tone of the show, you know? And I remember Bill Lawrence came up to me and he says, you study what we're doing here with Mel, because that's going to be the, the kind of the vibe. And then Mel got to cut the finale. This year we swapped. I did the odds and Mel did the even. We break it up and we focus on each episode. And then of course they shoot the episodes out of order. So working on episode three, you have to put it on the shelf and then go work on episode seven. And then a scene comes in back on episode three. And then all episodes stay open and we don't finish them until Jason comes into the process at the end. It's a lot, but we're constantly collaborating with Mel, constantly checking in with each other, asking each other questions. And what do you think of this? Are you noticing this in the footage? And checking in with each other, how we're feeling and picking up ideas. Are all the shows shot in the UK and then you two edit in your home base and is your home base LA for both of you? So I have my Apple Watch. I have plug for another plug. <laughs> we're just going to drop them through this. All. We are not, <laughs> take note, where's our... Anyways, but like you can put a little widget and I would put London time so I could know, is it appropriate to maybe like, <laughs> where are they in their day? And can I ask this question or does it have to wait till the morning or that kind of stuff? But yeah, so that's, we try to get out to London, maybe to get to set and it's an all hands on deck. Everybody's working around the clock. I think when we start shooting and footage comes in and yeah, it's, we block shoots. So we're never not in a down period. Stuff's always coming in and so yeah we we're in la and they're all in london but i think because of the success of the show we the most i've known a lot of the people on set wildly because when they come out for press or the emmys they were coming out so we got to meet a lot of people and it bonded us which is really lovely like production designer and paul came out and our hair and makeup nikki came out and and they shot some stuff for the finale here so we got to go we actually did get to go to set so that was nice we went out there and got to experience. Yeah, we had one time on set. Yeah, yeah, I got to experience Ted Lasso a little bit. It's been interesting, but we make it work. That's the beauty of how things run now. It's like you can be anywhere. And I think the pandemic made us feel that for sure. AJ probably shares the sentiment as we do being in the office. We did all of season two remote because of the pandemic. Season one, it just had started. We were just finishing stuff. So we spent most of season one in, at Warner Brothers. Season two was all remote. And then season three, it was a hybrid. But once we really started locking episodes and Jason started coming in, we were in every day. And it's just something about being all together in the room and screening. Like, even when it's just me and my sister Francesca, like, love to screen the episode together and get a feel in the room together. It just feels different. So I love the hybrid workflow. I'm still reeling a little bit by what you said, AJ, as far as the episodes are shot out of order and things aren't locked down. So is it like they're shooting one major movie for the entire season rather than eight, 10, 12 mini movies as we go along? It definitely 12 mini movies. Each of these episodes really grew in length where we started as a half hour comedy and now they're 50 minutes to an hour. And that's just because the characters are so deep and rich that they deserve more storylines. And Jason is very generous to share those storylines. They mostly shoot in order. Jason likes to work narratively, so they do 
episodes one and two and then episodes three and four but they did shoot i think episode seven and episode 10 out of order and that doesn't mean they don't finish it all they have to go back and grab something that they haven't had a chance to do i think the biggest example of that is in cutting the football games together that is all shot on different days first of all we're not never in anywhere near a stadium although we do have some scenes shot in etihad stadium where man city plays and uh and we went to Chelsea as well, but those are just on the end of stands. All of, in one element, the coaches are acting from the sidelines, the shot at a different time, and that's in a different element. And then we see uh, Rebecca Higgins, Keeley watching from the owner's box is different. The pub is different. So it's about taking all these elements that are shot different days with different vibes. And they're very good at keeping it in a flow, but then we have to make it feel like it's all happening in the same moment. And that's the magic of editing. You put it all together. It really is. Wow. It's really flowing. Even thinking about a scene like inside of the locker room, how many setups are there to capture all of this stuff? Because it feels like we are moving all over these rooms, but you guys tie it together so well that it does feel like it's just happening like that, especially because the quips go back and forth so quickly. Yeah, they'll do a lot of different setups, but sometimes too, if they're really running and gunning, it'll be a moving camera. So they'll pan sometimes. I had a few of that this season too, if it got to be a really big locker room scene with everybody in it and the moving camera would shift. And so you really had to pay attention to the whole, the whole take. Okay, this is ha- this line's happening. And remember which takes were that because you set up your thumbnails and you're like, oh, just because it starts on this frame doesn't mean that that's what it is through the whole you know take. So it's remembering where all the... Uh, bodies lie but yeah they become a little bit of a puzzle piece ted a lot of times anchors it so his if he looks over this way we like to use him to throw a look over there or why we're going where we're going and you know aj's talked about this too sometimes lines of dialogue help us know where to go and we want to hit like a specific moment that maybe lands on a character that's going through something and so we that that helps us maneuver around a scene like that and then the jokes of course so just Quipping along is always getting joke to joke to joke, but reactions help us a lot. It generally starts wide. They tend to do the master shot first, and then at, and then they'll take a break for lunch and come in for a lot of closer shots. And then Jason is a big believer. He wants to always to be shot last. That's great because that last take is so good because he knows the scene, but it's also challenging editorially because something that they've shot last at four in the afternoon, they didn't think of when they shot the wide shot at 10 in the morning. So it's a, that just becomes some editorial tricks, like how we can merge those two shots together and when to go to the close-up. Um, but you'll find a lot of gold in the close-ups. And, but sometimes we play it in the wide if it works there. It's great to see everybody in the shot. Now, do you do the same thing that Melissa does as far as keeping stuff in your head? Or do you have a different way of notating things or keeping track of stuff? We have different workflows, but similar. We create the system editors that keep things organized. I use a software called Avid Script Sync, which will line up the script so I can see how many times they did that line and which takes and coverage. And then it's just about going through and we leave notes. Like, I really love this performance. I love how they delivered that line. A good example is Jamie Tark's Coupe line. That kind of was discovered in, in the set. And then I used the one where he first discovered it. it had the best comedic energy. So I was anchored to that. I knew I have to use this in the scene during the, in the sewer. Where he's like, it's just Coupe. Let it flow. And so that when you find something that you know is a nugget, comedic gold or dramatic gold that I want to get there. So then it becomes a puzzle. Like, how can I get there? But reorganizing 
four shots before it and three shots after it. That's the puzzle. So every day it's a puzzle. Problem solving. Jason's often asking, do we have a shot of this? We don't have it. And you get that. So it becomes what tricks can we do to merge? You know, we'll take different piece of a line here or a word that they said over there and we'll create a line. So there are some unscripted techniques that will find its home in scripted. But no, we have great writers who write these scenes and there's a plan. And but yeah, yeah, there is a, we call that stealing a shot. And there's a, tons of examples of that throughout the season where the camera just happened to be over there and it grabs an amazing reaction or something. And that becomes a really cool shot. And thank God they got it. It's kind of happenstance, but again, rare. You always are using whatever tricks you've learned along the way. Cause I've been lucky enough to work on like action comedies and action actions. And then in the little break, I did a little kind of documentary that had some narrative pieces to it. And for the most part, I think I'm always just what's running through my head in a scene, whether it's comedy or drama or whatever is like, okay, I spent first reread the scene in the script before I cut it. And what are the, what are the things we want to do in the scene? Like whether it's the story we're telling or this or that or the other. And then you look at the performances and what makes you laugh and what you think would be for comedy maybe or makes you feel for drama or what this performance does and then you pull your little the rules sometimes where sometimes faster is, is what you want to do and not have any breaks and then and or you're like if you get to a place where you're kind of like what should be my next cut and sometimes you think okay cutting on action is there action in this and you cut on the action so it's like you pull in those little tricks to help you maneuver around but i think for me, the approach is always the same, no matter what I'm cutting is first and foremost is script or what you want the scene to do in the film and what that means sort of thing. I know the season finale is happening on the 31st of May. Is this it for you guys? Is this the end of Ted Lasso? Do you have the next gig already lined up? Million dollar question. Is it over? I think Jason has spoken to this. I think he says that this particular chapter of Ted Lasso is going to complete could there be a future return to the story maybe possibly but no i don't know any details yeah i think none of us know we're just the same with everybody whenever any new headline comes up we're like oh is that the new thing you know what i mean and i think everybody feels that it's kind of fun in that way right if this is what it is then i hope we did it and then if they want to do more i think aj and i would get the bank get the band back together yeah we definitely would so i'm very grateful for the experience you've had these three seasons Sure. I would absolutely love to do it, but also it's great to have a bit of a break. Yeah. I think AJ and I gave a lot this season. So I think we're both looking forward to a vacation and then reevaluating our lives. But I think as we probably speak for AJ, it's like, I feel so satisfied in my soul with everything we did, everything we got to do and how we got to work and who we got to work with one another and all that kind of stuff. So I feel very satisfied and creatively, personally. So I hope everybody feels that story-wise. We literally left it all in the field. Exactly. I feel like I'm ready for a martini uh, <laughs> by the beach or whatever. <laughs> the field or the pitch? Yeah. Pitch. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. I know. Usually, AJ, you get that, right? <laughs> left it all in the pitch. Obviously, I haven't seen every episode yet, but it is one of the best shows, hands down. I never thought I'd be watching a sports show, but it's so much more than that. And I didn't check to see who edited this one, but the Amsterdam episode, that's definitely gold. That was a special one for me and Francesca, my co-editor on that, my my amazing teammate editorial. She really loved that that 
script. We both just, I was like, yeah, this is the one we're doing together. That one was like a little movie. It was a little like the way Matt Lipsy shot it, our producing director. He just did some beautiful camera work in that work. I'm thinking one of my favorite shots in the whole thing where I was like, I have to get to this because he nailed it is that when the Dutchman was whistling to Rebecca and she's on the phone and it ra- it's like a close on her and it racks into the distance and he's standing on the houseboat and it just gives you geography and every it does everything. And then some when they nail it like that on set, you're just like, oh. So anyways, he did a lot of beautiful camera moves like that. And in a beautiful city, I think that just added. I got real lucky with location on that one too because... Uh, so beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. This <laughs> is beautiful looking. The interiors on his boat, the goldenness of that, everything looked so dreamy. It was great. For me, I was fo- really focused on that color. When they did the color pass on that, it was like we looked at what it was in dailies because we lived with the dailies for so long and it just felt so rich and candlelighty and just did a really beautiful job on that. So yeah, I was really focused on getting the color right too. We would get color CCMs back and you know, we would send it to the DP and this, we're going in the good direction. We're really on that for that, for those scenes. It's a fun one. Melissa, AJ, thank you so much for your time today. This was such a pleasure talking with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. That was wonderful. Enjoy the last two episodes. They're wonderful. Yeah. They're really yeah. beautiful. I can't wait. I can't wait. There are two, also two mini Ted Lasso movies. Yeah. 11 is really special. Like 12, you know, we'll get you in the field. Incredible. incredible. Yeah, 11, is a, 11 is a special one for me. One that I didn't get cut was where I'm like, where I was like, oh, AJ got a good one. Oh, like, <laughs> AJ got a good episode. Today I might got episode 11. Exactly. Yeah. And then, yeah, we saw, I think Mal said this to Mel all the time. I still, I've watched this stuff a thousand times. I still get the feels. Sometimes get a little misty eyed. And yeah. It still does it. I mean, every episode or every other episode, I'm just wiping away a tear at the end. Great job, guys. Terrific. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank-, Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thank- Take care. Second, take your time. You know I'm yours if you remember that you're mine. And when everybody's telling me I have no time, I prove them wrong again. Yeah, I might be all that you